Welcome to Anderswick Church. We hope this message empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Um, but massive welcome to Annasbrook. If this is your first time, if you haven't met me before, my name is Ruby, and like what Dave said, I'm the youth pastor at Annasbrook. Um, I count it one of the biggest privileges and honour to look after our young people, love them, and love every other age group, but you know, youth, youth are my fave. Um, and it's an absolute honour to be sharing with you guys this morning. Um, if you are here a few weeks ago, you may have heard all about our youth camp. It was absolutely powerful. Um, God was doing such an incredible work in our youth, in our and our leaders and our team. Um, anyone in the room? Say amen if you agree. Yeah. There's some, some youth in, in the row here. Shout out to you guys. Um, but it was seriously amazing, like beautiful encounters. The, the final session, I just couldn't even put into words what it was like. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, 13 people got baptised, making decisions. Like it, was, it was over 100 decisions. Um, so it was powerful. And I think it's fitting that the theme of our camp wasn't anything new or crazy or super creative. It was simple and it was purely the good news. It was all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm a big believer that when you focus purely on the gospel of Christ, you don't need all the extra details and the extra fluff. Um, So instead of keeping the message that I did at youth camp just there, I thought, wouldn't it be great to bring it to the Nelson City this morning? Um, So if that's what God can do in a rowdy group of young people, imagine what He could do in a church of also young people. Yes. So uh, let me give you a challenge this morning as I'm sharing some thoughts. Um, They may not be new thoughts to you um, that you haven't heard before, but stir up your faith right now and lift your expectation for what God's gonna do. Because sometimes it isn't revelation that you need, but maybe a reminder. Um, Maybe this morning you need a reminder of how faithful God is. Uh, Let me pray. Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here in this place, God. We just love you so much and we're so grateful for your gospel that you, you sent your son to die on a cross for us. Lord, I just pray as I speak, would, would people feel stirred up, encouraged and reminded of your goodness. In Jesus' name we said, Amen. So we're talking about the good news. If you're a note taker, that's amazing. My message this morning is titled, Know It, Share It. Say it with me, Know It, Share It. You know what, I believe the gospel is the greatest gift of all time. Hearing the gospel that Jesus died on a cross for you to set you free from the weight of sin, that you are made righteous through Him, that is the best gift ever, best gift ever. Um, You know, almost seven years ago when I was 15, I decided I wanna get a proper job. Um, I'd worked a few random casual jobs. I don't know if anyone else has done that when they were younger, but I did not like them very much, okay? I wanted wanted a permanent job that I enjoyed. And... um, Let me tell you about some of my jobs. My first ever job was doing dishes all day at a cafe, which I will not name in shame, but I'll set the scene for you. It was honestly the type of cafe that only people 93 and over knew about. And it's probably because all they sold there was something I would hardly call coffee. It was weird. And the only food options were quiche and fish pies. Like, disgusting. Does anyone like quiche and fish pies? Oh, okay, way too many of you. Disgusting. It's stunk in there. 
I don't know about you, but for me, doing the dishes isn't fun, um, really ever, let alone when you're trying not to throw up for eight hours straight because it stinks. But you know, I was 13, I was saving for a, for a trip away, so this is the best job I could get. And I was bringing in the big bucks, $8 an hour. <laughs> Looking back, don't think that was legal, but <laughs> somehow. Anyways, I then did some babysitting. That was actually quite fun, depending on the kids. Um, I even went busking, guys. Uh, my ukulele and I, and actually alongside my childhood friends who are here this morning, we would go anywhere we could. Man, the Saturday market was a classic. Um, what were some of the songs? Price Tag, Jessie J. What was, what, what? Oh, yep. Oh, hey, man, that was crazy. But they never failed us. We would just, we would get so much money. I don't know if it was cute or that we were talented. I think it was the first one. Um, but we would wander straight down to the bank afterwards, just so excited to see how much money we got. And then we'd split the money three ways and almost always, because it was cash, um, there was like 10 or 20 cents left over that we would literally fight over um, in the bank. I don't know if you guys remember that. India would almost always get the spare 10 cents. <laughs> But it's good times. When I was 15, I decided I'm going to get a job somewhere that smells nice and I don't have to take my ukulele too. Only two requirements. Um, And so I got a job at a place called The Body Shop. If you don't know what that is, it's essentially a beauty store. And I worked there for years. It was, it was great. I got to put on perfume and body butter all day, much better than smelling like fish pie. And in all honesty, like humble, but I was a good salesperson. Like I, was, I had a gift from the Lord with sales. Uh, no, seriously, they had an online stats list you could check live. I don't know if, if anyone else works in retail that you can do this, but you could look at every New Zealand employee for the day and see where am I tracking? And so anyway, that was always my, my goal. I usually always got to the top, first ministry, selling shower gel. But uh, I, I learned a lot of great skills there. Um, I think the greatest skill I picked up though was how to do great gift wrapping. Who's, who loves gift wrapping? Who is not a fan? Okay, all the men just put their hands up. I reckon there's two types of people out there. There's the person who puts time and effort into their wrapping, like it's beautifully wrapped, special paper, perfect corners, string and ribbon even if you're feeling fancy, maybe cute accessories or a gift tag, just looks perfect. And then um, there's also the person that just chucks it in a supermarket bag and calls it a day. Is there any, anyone who usually receives gifts like that? Oh, no, they were the givers. Um, well, I pride myself in gift wrapping, okay? I felt like I got good. Um, when it came to Christmas time, there were people everywhere in the shop and they were lining up to have us wrap their presents because it was free. Um, so I used to wrap hundreds of presents a day close to Christmas. So I, I you know, I got, I got the skills perfected, um, we, but we did not have a good system for it at all. Most of the time, the person would stand there, watch you wrap it. It was a bit creepy, but it was all good. And then you'd just give it straight to them. But when it got really busy, people would say, oh, can you wrap it? I'm gonna go off and do some more shopping and I'll come back and collect it. So like, yep, take a mental picture of what that person looked like, what the presents I gave them were, and then remember when they come back. So usually nine times out of 10, this, this was great, great system. I'm wrapping presents next to the other employees and um, put them in a pile and a customer would come back to collect them. A lady came in and spent up this Christmas Eve. Okay, I'm seriously talking $1,000 worth of presents. That is a lot of shower gel. Um, and I thought, great, that will get me to the top of the New Zealand list today. And I'm about to get absolutely nothing in return other than bragging rights, but I'm content. Anyway, this lady, she's wearing white pants and she had a short grey bob. So I'm like, okay, mental picture. She wants to walk away with her presents. I look at her with a smile as she, she comes back in, this huge bag, lady with white pants, grey bob. I'm like, here's your presents. She's like, awesome, thanks, see ya. 
another five minutes later, someone walks in, beeline for me. It was a lady with, with white pants and a short grey bob. And yeah, this was not a good day for me. In my head, I realised this lady looks a lot more familiar than the last lady I just gave these gifts to looked. I'm getting fired today. No, I could, I could feel the tears forming in my eyes. I don't know what the scientific term is, but she asked me, I don't know if she had an accent, but I remember it British. She's like, have you finished wrapping my presents, darling? I'm like, yep, I have. And I just gave it to Nancy, who's driven off with them. So I start praying and I look at the bag that there's waiting and there is not 20, there is not even 10 gifts. There is one singular gift inside for this lady who has spent $1,000. It was, it was bad. This is, a, this is a fully true story, guys. I've accidentally given someone who made a $20 purchase $1,000 worth of gifts. And here's the poor lady who spent $1,000 standing in front of me without anything in her hands. At this point, she must have thought I was crazy because I wasn't responding to her out loud. I think I was just starting to cry. And um, (laughs) I end up hurrying through the receipts. I'm like praying, Lord, help me get out of this. I give the other lady a call. Luckily, she had integrity. She came back, swapped the gift bags. It all worked out. God is good. Um, But there's the scripture, Mark 16. Oh, I know. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't have to go back to the fish shop. But... um, Here's, here's the scripture, Mark 16, verses 15. Then he said, go into the world, go everywhere and announce the message of God's good news to one and all. So here's my gift to you this morning. I'm gonna tell you the good news of Jesus that no matter how badly you mark up, fall short, make a mistake. It doesn't matter if you mix up two ladies with white pants on and a grey bob or if you fall short in a different way. He works all things for good. He works all things for good. And um, I wanted to clear over you this morning, whether you've never met Jesus or you've been a Christian your whole life, that Jesus has already forgiven you for everything you've ever done. He has paid the debt. He has fixed the situation. God has it sorted out. And this morning, I'm believing that not only will you be set free, but you're going to receive and know that gift of the good news, that maybe there's going to be some healings this morning, that the gospel's going to be accepted, um, that there'll be people who will leave the service a different person than what they walked in because of the gospel, that Jesus is going to swap out rejection for exception, hate for love, anxiety for peace, depression for joy in your life. And I really believe that maybe there's a few people that can fall into this bracket. You feel like you've walked in with some baggage on on your shoulders, you're going to walk out with a weight lifted off, that, that you're going to walk out with this burning desire to not only know, but share the good news, to go proclaim the good news to others. Because guess what? This isn't just a gift for us this morning. Um, it's for everyone. It's for everyone. That scripture in Mark that we just read tells us to go to all the world, tell the good news to every person, not just, not just some people, but the whole world. So right now I'm inviting you to be a part of this. Are you guys keen? The Great Commission, that you wouldn't just know the gospel, the good news for yourself. No, that you would share it everywhere you go and people will be saved by your testimony. So you need to start sharing it. You need to start sharing. God is a God of good news, not a God of subpar news. Is that right? He's a God of good. And when you know the good news, you can share the good news. So we have to be bold with what we believe because for a lot of people, we are the only Bible they'll ever read. They may never pick up a physical Bible. They may never walk into a church, but meeting us is the closest they're gonna get. So are we telling enough people about Jesus? Is that a good reminder for anybody in the room this morning? Cool, well, right now, um, if you're a senior, there's a few seniors in the, in the second row here, um, you'll know that there's exam time or maybe you've got a, a son or a daughter or someone in your family. 
Senior schools. Oh, sorry, not senior citizens. No. Sorry, I'm used to speaking to youth. That makes sense to them. Uh, Senior students. The the government have just released a new exam for the seniors. I do not know. (sighs) Nah, I uh, I work at a local high school as a youth worker. There are some crazy times for students as they sit NCA level one, two, three externals. Who has no idea what I'm talking about because you sat school cert? I had to do some research. Oh, not not many of you. You all sat NCA? No, something else. Okay, that's all right. Let's move on. Believe it or not, I finished high school in 2019. I was year 11. For you school cert people out there, I have no idea what form that was. That was a confusing system. But I was in my 11th year of school, fifth form. There we go, fifth form. So I was year 11, fifth form. And in my year 11, there was this particular exam that left the nation shocked, the NCEA Level 1 maths exam. Um, don't get me wrong, I wasn't, I wasn't Einstein. I wasn't anything crazy, but um, I, was, I was good at maths, you know, I was, I, was just, I was just good. I think there was a stage where I was teaching my parents maths, but um, that was, that's a different story for a different day. Um, I was a studier, I procrastinated a bit, but I walked into this exam feeling confident, walked in, opened up the exam. I'm not kidding, it must have been the hardest test I've ever faced. Can I show you some of the questions this morning I was faced with? Okay, number one, um, it's going to come up with a little graph. I'm hoping you're going to be able to read it, but if you can't, I'm going to read it to you anyway. Question, this, this was question three, but this was the easiest in the test, okay? So it, it starts off easy. The New Zealand police record the details of all vehicles stolen, the top 15 vehicle models stolen in a six-month period in 2015 are shown below. How many Nissan, how do you say that, Primeras? Primeras were stolen in the six-month period. Okay, this question was a piece of cake, easiest on the test by far, but I'm still just not sure what, we, what math has got to do with cars at this point. But it's okay, I'm like preparing, I'm like, okay, what's the next question going to be? Now let me show you a good representation of the next easiest question, okay? So the, it got harder, but this was the next easiest. All right, the, maybe you guys are looking at this and think this is really easy, but I struggled. The display below compares the carbon dioxide emissions in grams slash kilometres of a sample of 100 cars made in 1984 compared to the carbon dioxide emissions of a sample car made in 2016. What is the difference between the median amounts of carbon dioxide emissions in grams slash kilometres of cars built in 1984 and those built in 2016? First of all, is this maths? Is this science? Or is this engineering? Like... I can't wrap my head around it. I'm ready to drop out just looking at that question. And um, I remember attempting every question on this exam and somehow not getting any solutions. Like I just had the working, you know. I was getting about halfway. I felt distraught. That can, that can go. That's too confusing. I left there crying. Everybody on the 45-minute mark was walking out of the exam, like done for it. Um, we all looked at each other like, what just happened? My math teacher didn't prepare me for this. So I called my parents, and I remember my dad saying, Ruby, this is ridiculous. Like, you are, you are so intelligent. I need to make a call. And... Um, If you didn't know my dad, Pastor Graham, um, if you do know him, you'll know somehow he just knows everyone. So I thought, he must know the head of NCEA. This is so good. He's going to call up, bribe them, like get my grade up, surely. Unfortunately, no, that would not be enough. Um, He calls up someone else, no other than stuff.co.nz. And uh, says, hey, I've, I've got a story for you. I wish I was joking, but when you search up my name on Google, this is literally what turns up. Um... Let me read the first paragraph. Graham Heslop. It doesn't, it's not even anonymous. (sighs) Father of Nelson College for Girls student. 
Ruby, his op, said he was disheartened to see his high-achieving daughter come, like, thanks, Dad, but comes home from the exam, get this, emotionally despondent. I don't remember in full detail how I came home that day, but clearly it was bad, emotionally despondent. Anyway, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but you can search it up later if you want to. Um, Anyways, it's a great story. But let me tell you something about my dad. My whole life, he cared so much about the things that went bad for me. Like seriously, he fought for me. For him, seeing me upset and broken and lost, feeling like I wasn't good enough, wasn't enough for him. I had a father who would call up stuff.co.nz and tell the world, it's not what's wrong with Ruby, it's what's wrong with the test. It's the test that's wrong, not my daughter. And, And in all seriousness, I feel like there's someone here this morning who needs to hear this with our heavenly Father God, Uh, he doesn't see you as the issue. He sees the enemy as the issue. He sees sin as the issue. And the enemy will test you. And it might feel like the NCAA level one math test of 2017 or the new senior citizen exam. Um, But God is saying, it's not what's wrong with my son or daughter because what I did on the cross already paid it all. You may not have a present earthly father, Um, and you might not be able to relate relate to your dad calling up stuff for you, but here's the good news. There's someone actually way better than that, a heavenly father. He cares so much about the things you are gonna go through, the tests, the sin, the family scenarios, the friendship dramas, the relationships, the addictions, the finance struggles, fertility, parenting, waiting, every single thing that he fought for you. He did more than call up stuff. He sent his one and only son to die on a cross for you. And I think sometimes we forget that. We can kind of get content with, oh yeah, we, we come to church on a Sunday. But how crazy is it that we are literally forgiven for everything we do just by accepting him into our hearts. We've got full access to freedom and righteousness if you just accept the good news into your heart. John 3, 16 to 17, great verse. I'm sure we've all heard it before. For God so loved the world, He gave His only one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. You're never too far gone for Jesus. Never too far gone. His love isn't just for the person next to you. It's for you as well. Another beautiful scripture, Psalm 40 verses two. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock um, and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to our God. Maybe this morning you can't relate that you, you feel like you're... Um, you, don't, you already know the good news, but maybe you feel like you're stuck in a slimy pit. You're kind of like in the mud and mire of it all. But God actually wants to lift you out. He wants to lift you out. That's His promise. He will lift you out. Can Josh come join me? Is that okay? Does anyone love Joshua and Sophie Kirk who lead the worship team? What a power couple. Oh, and Nat as well. The brother, not a part of the couple. Um, but can this morning... Maybe there's a person in the room that believes the lie that by following Jesus, you are missing out. You're a Christian, but you're not really all in. You know in your heart you could dive deeper. Has anyone ever said that to you? You're missing out. Um, People say you're missing out because you gave your life to Jesus. And I've got something to say to that. The thing I wish I had known or said to the people in high school that bullied me for my faith, yeah, Ruby, or yup, church, yes, whoever's feeling this way, you are missing out. 
hear, hear me out on this. You are missing out on anxiety. You're missing out on depression. You're missing out on the spirit of rejection. You're missing out on unforgiveness. You're missing out on shame. You're missing out on feeling unfulfilled. You're missing out on not feeling a part of something. You're missing out on the power of sin. You're missing out on all of that. And I don't know about you, but I think I'm pretty happy missing out. Um, my friends used to cry, complain, party, repeat. Um, some of my school friends. And I was there loving my life because I had Jesus with me. And you know, that's the good news that because of what Jesus died on, did on the cross, on the cross, sorry, um, the only things you're missing out on are the things He's protecting you from. He'll give you freedom. He'll give you acceptance. He'll give you love. He'll give you everything you could ever need. So what are you missing out on by not following Him? So here's the challenge, because I know a lot of you, this isn't new news. This is, this is old news for you. Um, maybe this has been a reminder, not a revelation, but I've got a bit of a challenge to, to check your heart. This should always be new news. This should always be exciting news that actually every day I wake up and I feel joyful because of what Jesus did for me. So here's where it's relevant for everyone in the room. Number one, know the good news. Believe it from the bottom of your heart. Study the Word. Know what it is to believe in Jesus wholeheartedly, not just in the times that are tough, not just in the times where you feel like He's answered your prayers, but every time. Number two, share the good news. That Scripture, Mark 16, verses 15, I shared earlier, He said to them, go into all the world and preach the Gospel to all creation. Preach it. What have you got to lose? You know, growing up, I knew Jesus my whole life. I knew the good news. I'm so blessed that I've always known the good news. Um, but I think back to all the people I could have told about Jesus that I didn't because I was scared. Oh, maybe it's gonna affect our friendship if they don't accept the invite to church or to youth. Maybe maybe I did tell them what I got up to in the weekend. Yeah, I went to church. That's about it. Um, but I never told them about Jesus. I never told them about my Saviour, my best friend. And I think we need to get real as a church that being a disciple and making disciples, our, our church theme, may start inside the church, but it can't stay inside the church. The whole concept of sharing the Gospel is going out into all the world. The Scripture doesn't say, go into the church and preach the Gospel. Obviously, that's great. It's what I'm doing right now. But it says, go into the world and preach the Gospel to all creation, to one and all. It isn't for one group or the other. It's actually for everyone, Jew and Gentile. So here's some places I go each week to get you thinking, where can I go share? I go to the supermarket. I started praying, okay, God, if you, if you spot someone that needs a little bit of a, maybe they just need a hello. Like who knows what the love of Jesus could do through you? Maybe you're not gonna do an altar call in the milk aisle, but you're gonna show them Jesus's love. The supermarket, petrol station, gym, work. Um, it's our job, church, to go into the world. The good news is for everyone and it never runs out. So know it, share it, don't be afraid. I'm gonna pray for us all in a moment um, for those who wanna go all in for Jesus. You're already a Christian. This is kind of group one. You're already a Christian, but this has been a reminder for you this morning how good God is to you. And you actually want to share the gospel more. Maybe you're already doing it, but you feel stirred up this morning. Yep, I wanna be a part of this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna go tell people about Jesus. And the other group who wanna give their life to Jesus for the first time, or a recommitment, but, but first, really quickly before we pray, I feel I've got some words on my heart to share with some of you. Um, I, I heard last week you had an amazing time of prophecy as a church. Did you guys enjoy that? Isn't it cool, hey, we're all called to prophesy. Um, so here are some thoughts I feel are from God, take it or leave it, um, but Paul Fox, where, there you are. Paul, um, as I started praying, 
into the Sunday, immediately I was really um, thinking of you and this picture of a lion came to mind. And obviously there's some amazing symbolism of the lion in the Bible, strength and leadership, and I really feel like that's you. Um, But when I was praying, I felt to encourage you that you have the roar of a lion. Um, every word that comes out of your mouth. And I think it's amazing that we just heard you speak about how you are going into Franklin every week and sharing. Every word that comes out of your mouth about Jesus is like a roar of a lion. Everybody hears it. And maybe it has a bit of shock factor to some people. Maybe you experience that when you're sharing because of these people who have never heard about Jesus, you're just going to them with confidence. So don't be surprised that you will keep seeing people come to the Lord. Don't be surprised when there's a bit of a shock factor because what you carry is like the roar of a lion. He's given you a platform in the community. Do not stop. Do not stop sharing the gospel. You're only just getting started. That's for you, Paul. Um, Nat, which you're right here. I'm going to face this way. Um, I saw a picture of a giant. And um, as I was praying, it's like, okay, God, what does this mean? And as I was asking God more about it, I felt Him say, you will be like David. So, you know, David and Goliath. Um, And I don't know what the giant necessarily is, but I felt to encourage you that David wasn't just a warrior that won the battle against Goliath, but he was also a musician. And um, I felt to encourage you that maybe you've never, or maybe you have, but considered writing music for God, that you should, you should do it. God has already given you the skills, clearly. Um, So whether you feel like it or not, you have the sling and the rock already prepared. God's already given it to you, but you've got two options. You can keep them in your pocket or you can use them for the kingdom. So go to battle for God and either start or keep going writing music for the kingdom. So yeah, there we go. Um, Don't know if that is relevant, but Monica, are you here, Monica? Yeah, awesome. Um, I felt to encourage you that God sees your hunger for Him. He sees the hunger just to know Him deeper, to, to um, yeah, know all about Him, know His Word. And so keep it alive, keep it alive. I felt to encourage you with the Scripture um, from the story of the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4. All those who drink this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring, which will provide him with life-giving water and give him eternal life. So keep running to the well, keep running to Jesus. He sees your hunger, He adores it, and His love will never run dry for you. So just keep going to the well, keep going to the well. Um, I heard a word actually for Liam, but he's not here, but India's here his beautiful wife. So I'm gonna just declare this over his work, but also over your family. Um, I saw these these words and they like popped up like almost like a movie scene. It was like new, brand new. And it kind of came up like this, this amazing title. And I feel like God um, is going to, in the next little while, start to give Liam ideas and connections. And and I reckon for you as well, Indy, with your work as well, like stuff that maybe you've put on pause to be an incredible mum, things that are gonna come to both of you that maybe feels a bit outside of your comfort zone. But there's maybe some dream people that he's dreamed of working with or something you haven't even considered yet. But I believe God is about to do something brand new in both of you and your beautiful family. But really in Liam's work life, I see the shiny present, like beautifully wrapped up perfectly, something that you see in an ad. And it's gonna start feeling like that for you guys, unwrapping all of these amazing gifts and opportunities and ideas that are from God. So don't doubt for a second that God is moving in your lives and using you guys. And um, 
as I was praying as well, and this is for Liam, and I don't know what it means, but I was really reminded of Lecrae, the, the artist. And um, I think um, what God's wanting to say is that He is going to be like a Lecrae, like going to be this, this known figure in the world that is actually going to move people, not just in the music industry, but actually for the kingdom. And that there's going to be people who will um, be put in Liam's life that are actually major Christian artists. So I don't know what that will look like, but really felt that over you guys. Um, I had a word for Asher, but I don't think he's not here, eh? That's okay. Uh, last word, Shingai, are you here? Yes, you're here. Um, I just got the word pure, pure. Um, and this is short but sweet, but Matthew 5 verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And I just wanted to encourage you, never underestimate the power of having a pure heart. Never underestimate it. For people, for God, I really believe that you're gonna have sight into what God is doing, um, often more than the average person, just because of how pure your heart is, where maybe other people start to freak out. You're gonna feel like this calm in the storm. You're like, it's all good. I can actually see the bigger picture of what God's doing, where God is at work. So do not underestimate the way God will bless you because of your heart being pure. So there we go. Let's pray, everybody. Um, over any of you who want to, you know, go for it. Maybe um, in that first group, if you're wanting to share the group, uh, the love of Jesus, maybe you're wanting to be able to prophesy. Maybe you're wanting to have a new spiritual gift unlocked. We can pray for that as well. Because um, here's who Jesus is. He's wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father. He's our Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, healer, miracle worker. He's our Saviour. We know the good news. So now we've got to share it. So I want to pray for those two groups this morning. Number one, um, the people who already know the good news but need to start living like it, leave behind the things of the world, start living in the ways of God. You wanna start living by the Gospel, sharing the Gospel. So uh, with every head bowed and every eye closed, let's pray for that group of people. If that's you and you're feeling stirred up this morning, you're like, yep, Ruby, maybe this isn't new news to me, but this was, this was the reminder I needed that actually I know Jesus. I don't want people in my life to miss out on the goodness of Him. I don't want them to miss out on eternity with Him. So right now, if you're like, yep, I wanna have the confidence. I wanna have the spiritual gifts unlocked in me. I wanna start living um, out as if this joy of the Gospel was a new thing every morning. Like think back. I wanna encourage you, think back to the moment. And maybe this is hard if, you, if you've known, if you've uh, been a believer your whole life, but think to the moment where you really you. Yeah, God is so good. That joy, unlock that joy in you every morning. So that's you. You want to be included in that prayer. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. One, two, three. If you want to be included in that, you're like, yeah, I want the confidence to go share the gospel. Yeah, amazing. Hands everywhere. That is so good. Yeah, come on. I don't think it's, it's never too late for anybody. You know, I think that's sometimes a lie the enemy tells you, oh, I'm not really in the stage of life. Nah, you, you, every stage of life, you can share the gospel. So it's amazing. There's about 15 hands. If there's anyone else, we'll include you in that prayer too. But God, right now, over these amazing people, these amazing Jesus followers that wanna go out and share the gospel, they wanna prophesy. They wanna um, have these spiritual gifts unlocked. Maybe they wanna be able to speak in tongues. Whatever it is, Lord, I pray that You would unlock this godly confidence in them. Would they have opportunities arise that they can go out into the world and actually preach the gospel? And it wouldn't necessarily be on a stage, Lord. Maybe it is for some of these people, but Father, it would be in the aisles of the supermarkets. It would be in their workplaces. It would even be in their extended family who don't know You. Lord, confidence, confidence, confidence in Jesus' Name. Amen. 
Amen. All right, and number two, um, anyone who wants to give their life to Jesus for the very first time or a recommitment to the Lord, you know you've walked away and you're like, you know what, I don't want to live another second having to go through battles and tests and hardships by myself. There's a Saviour, Jesus Christ, who wants to go through it with you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you, you want to commit your life to Jesus for the first time or the 100th time, I'll ask you to raise your hand. Three, two, one. Amazing. Amazing. That is so powerful. Two amazing, amazing people making this decision. If there's anyone else, give you another moment. Sometimes you feel that sort of heart racing feeling, like the Holy Spirit moving in you. And you're like, yeah, this is it. This is the moment. I need to, I need to go all in. All right, let's pray for these two. God, we pray for these two incredible people who are giving their lives to You, whether for the first time or a recommitment. Jesus, I just declare over these ones that You would be in their lives, Lord. They would have no doubt about it, that today, tomorrow and forever, they would have this beautiful relationship with You, Lord, that everywhere they go, they would know they don't have to go through things alone because they've got You, our Messiah, our Saviour. So God, right now, would You bless them? Would You fill them up with this joy in their spirit that they get to follow You, Lord? And I pray that in the tough times, they would know they've got You by their side. They've got You, Lord. So I pray for a blessing over them. In Jesus' Name we said, Amen. Amen. Let's give it over to Dave. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.